you sound like a very interested person. Hello, and welcome to Thoughts and Perspectives, a Swinger Lifestyle Podcast. We are Ben and Kay, a two-physician couple in the lifestyle, and would like to share with you our thoughts and perspectives on related topics. We are physicians, but we are not your physicians. If you have any concerns about your personal or mental health, you should talk with your own doctors. This is an adult podcast and is not intended for people under the age of 18. So uh, I think the best way to start is to start with our elevator speech. Um, So that's when we talk to other couples and try to explain, you know, um, what we're interested in, you know, um, and how long we've been in the lifestyle and just some some basic background information that we might want to share with another couple when we're trying to get to know them quickly. Um, So do you want to do you want to start with the elevator speech? Yes. So if I see a beautiful couple in the elevator and I know I have a couple of floors to tell them about us, um, usually I tell people what we're doing. So we're a full swap couple. Do you want, do you want me to pretend like I'm another couple? <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. So I'll be the couple. So um, how long have you guys been in the lifestyle for? Well, we've been lifestyle since 2009, but... Oh, that's a, that's a long time. You guys look so young. <laughs> we took a, a, about five-year break to have our oh. two beautiful children. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, and so you guys have been in the lifestyle since 2009. You guys are married? Yes. Okay, okay. And when did you guys get married? We got married in 2013. You sound like a very interested person. Well, <laughs> do you, would you like a card because the elevator is about to open and yeah. I would hate to not see you guys yeah, again. I'll, I'll, I'll take a card. Um, but you guys were in the lifestyle before you got married. That's correct. We okay. were best friends in the lifestyle. Um, uh, so we didn't start dating for about two years. Um, and, and we were just going to the clubs as best friends hanging out. Um, it was really a lot of fun. And then at the time, there, I think the reason we weren't together was actually because we were dating other people. Um, you know, that is a, a longer story, so we'll save it for later for okay. how we get started okay. in the lifestyle. Um, so what, are you, what are you guys into? What's your, what's your thing? Um, currently, we're a full swap, same uh, bed couple, and yeah, we're... You know, we're pretty much considering lifestyle as a team sport. So we love to do things together. Uh, We love to hang out with um, other couples to get to know them, but not for too long. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Why don't we jump into how we first met so that you kind of understand a little bit of a perspective that we're coming from. You want um, to talk yeah. about that? Yeah, so um, we initially met uh, in medical school. Um, I was uh, recently engaged, um, and you were recently separated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we started with a kind of a Facebook conversation. We learned that both of us were, uh, both of us had motorcycles and, um, you know, rode our motorcycles and that sort of thing. So um, through classmates, they said, hey, you know, I know this girl in our class who rides motorcycles. And I said, oh, cool. Um, so however, we figured it out. I don't remember the exact details. We started messaging each other on Facebook. 
um, and up until a few minutes ago, I thought it was just you messaged me and we just went on the ride, but it looks like I was playing hard to get for <laughs> for a while, so, which I, I don't fully understand. Yeah, so that did stick out in my mind that I had to ask you essentially three times. And the first two times you gave me kind of a lame excuse for why you wouldn't go out with me. And then I, you know, I was like, okay, third time is the charm. If I ask him one more time to go on a ride with me and he says no, then it's a no-go. And, yeah, and uh, that third time I asked you and you were like right there. Yeah, and, uh, and I did go back and read those Facebook messages and they were indeed lame excuses. So <laughs> I'm not, not exactly <laughs> sure what oh, happens. So, yeah, yeah, usually, I don't know feel like uh, sometimes you remember things differently than other people, but in that case, it, it happened to be accurate. Yeah. So. But I also think that when we had the conversations over text and Facebook, I don't think you really met me in person and could like, you know, really connect my face to my name. You just knew that I was like a girl in the class who rides motorcycle and you know, typically has her helmet on, so you don't know what you're signing up for. Yeah. And I think at that time you were still buying all of your clothes from Costco. That was that was before you decided to be a beautiful woman, I think. <laughs> I was a poor student. Well, and, yeah. you know, it's like, who cares what I wear? Well, so. You know, there's, there's other options in Costco, I feel like, for <laughs> buying clothes. Um, uh, in any case, uh, do you want to tell them um, how that first date went? Or I, I guess yeah. you want to call it a date? So the highlights for me from that is I had just moved to Colorado, which is beautiful and has wonderful twisty rides and also has rain and hail that happens just out of the blue with no notice. I go and ride with this guy and we get stuck in the rain and I remember feeling very scared and just kind of looking at you and you were just saying, don't worry. We will just write down to Boulder and we'll go and have lunch together. And so I remember I was like, okay, um, I can trust this guy. For some reason, I feel like I can. So the whole time I was like, dang, he takes corners like crazy person. And it's like, wow. So I was pretty impressed. And then when I started to talk uh, to you during lunch, that's when you shared that you were in that open relationship and pretty much anything is a go and I was like hmm that's very interesting and and then I shared about kind of where I was in my relationship and then yeah we end up in my apartment and you stripped my gear off faster than I can take my own gear off that was also really interesting it's like wow yeah I, f I felt like that was a pretty big risk at the time you know I saw you like taking your gear off and I thought Wow, if I go in for this, this could go really well or really, really poorly. But fortunately, it went quite well. No, it's like if you're if the girl is stripping down in front of you in general. That, yeah, that's a that's yeah. that should be a clue. I feel like you yeah, know, yeah. You know, like if I Good point. if I wasn't you know willing, then I probably wouldn't have not started stripping down in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So I was wondering, you know, how comfortable you'd be. Or, if you were shy, I wasn't going to do anything. I would just have some soda with you on the couch and call it a day. Uh, but we didn't call it a day. What did we do after that? We had sex. Yes, we had sex. And then what? Uh, we went out for a party. Because there was a party that day. And it was 
Very interesting, because I saw you ride a mechanical bull. Yep. Yeah, we went out to the Country Western Bar with our with our classmates, um, who had no idea what we just finished doing. <laughs> um, and I rode a mechanical bull pretty well, I think. Yes, I was yeah. again impressed and yeah. get, again willing to... Did we do some swing dancing for that? I forgot. Uh, yes, we did, but I am not good at that. And so didn't really have fun with that. Um, there was a guy that just lifted me off my feet and said, you cannot dance at all, so I'm just going to hold you up in the air. And so <laughs> I do remember that. I was like, okay, okay, um, sure, we can dance like that. Um, and so then we went back to my place where the motorcycles were parked. Um, and yeah, we engaged in some, some more of the fun stuff. And I was quite impressed with that and basically told you you have a free pass to show up in my apartment at any time yeah and i think that's a that's about the end of that story um so how did we start um if you don't want to consider that our start into the swinging lifestyle because i was already with you know my my then fiance um how did we start swinging i guess is the question do you remember that first uh, that first trip to the club yes i remember you asked if I would like to join you guys uh, for a trip to the club. And I didn't know if we we're going to do anything. So I just thought, well, we're going to go. And then um, I believe it was my first time meeting your fiance as well. So I wasn't sure, well, is she going to like me? Are yeah. we going to have yeah. chemistry? Yeah, I think I think that's true. I, I remember showing up at your and your roommate's house because you had moved by that time. Uh, is that right? And then we went up to the door. No, I no, still. Is that not true? Yeah, I still. I feel like going up to the door and like us trying to sneak you out, or was that a, a second time or a separate time when that happened? I'm like, oh, I hope her roommate like doesn't figure out what's going on here between us three. Um. Yeah, it wasn't until later that I moved out with a roommate. Yeah, I lived by myself in the first apartment. And I don't remember, I don't remember if I, if I came to your guys' place where I met you at the club. Oh, uh, okay. I, I remember one time you were with your roommate and we came for you and we were like, kind of like, oh, I wonder if her roommate's going to like figure out where all three of us are going. <laughs> that might have been a separate trip to the club because I think we went more than once. Yeah. 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 And the first time was excellent. And you tied me up to a four post bed and there were a lot of people watching and i was like what is this and then i was like this is kind of cool and yeah i'm never going back to vanilla world yeah i remember um i think it was that first visit where after we were done you went up and started talking to another couple and then my fiance at the time got very jealous and angry he was like where is she going she came here with us uh yeah you know i remember one of the other couple propositioned me pretty much right after I was done, um, they just asked whether I was in a relationship with you guys. And I said, oh, I'm not. And I'm free to do whatever I want. And so they started to, you know, make arrangements. Where am I going to come back to the club? Am I staying longer? You know, was I done for the day? Um, they're very cute. And so I was quite confused, you know, when you guys were like, 
what are you doing over there? That's our unicorn. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, you know, making some friends here and, and making arrangements for this kind of experience. So I, at that time, I didn't know that I was a unicorn. Um, I just thought this is kind of fun. It took me some time later on going back to the club by myself. Then they said, listen, you know, uh, unicorns are free on these days. You can come in, you can bring your own booze, etc." And I was like, what's a unicorn? And they're like, well, you are. <laughs> and so it took me a little while. So that was kind of separate start in the lifestyle for myself that was outside of being with you guys, you know, um, like in the, in the relationship that you and I have. Um, and it was fun too, but it was a little bit interesting because as a single girl, you, you know, you always think about your safety and how other people are treating you. So it was a little bit more hesitant versus with the two of you guys. I was like DTF, right? I was like, okay, I'm ready. Um, yeah. How did you get started in lifestyle? Um, mostly, mostly, I guess, um, just kind of, uh, on the internet looking for, you know, single women and then eventually like couples who like to have guys come over and kind of do their thing. So I, I had done that a, a few times. So you were a bull. Uh, I was a bull. Um, and, uh, in particular, there was one uh, event where a couple invited me to a hotel takeover, um, in Denver. Um, and that's when I first saw, like, I, I really saw kind of how, how things worked because there were, you know, multiple couples there kind of mingling around. And, you know, I, uh, I engaged with, uh, with a couple that invited me, but then I also met other couples there and that, and that sort of thing. And I kind of saw, you know, the activities and how all that kind of works out, um, which was, um, yeah, very, very eye opening. And so, um, subsequent to that, you know, any relationships that I was getting in, I was like, you know, kind of want to be in the lifestyle. So, so you were like, I'm never going back to the love world. I, I, I never really looked at it like that. Um, so, um, as, as you know, um, my, my relationship with my fiance at the time obviously did not make it, um, which had nothing to do with you or the lifestyle or anything like that. Um, in fact, the, the lifestyle probably prolonged that relationship by quite a bit. Um, but we broke up and then I started dating normal women, uh, for the most part, um, who weren't interested in the lifestyle and well, probably weren't, I don't know. I, I guess it never really got to the point where I, I asked them, uh, what their opinion was, but yeah, I, did, I didn't steer away from vanilla girls really at all that much. Um, what, when I was dating after that. And neither did I, but I had the, just kind of this twinge of disappointment. I remember when I started to date the um the guy i met um also online and he said no you can't really do unicorning stuff and in fact you can't even go to the club to watch um made him feel very insecure and just kind of weird and yeah i remember just kind of thinking oh so i can never do that again and just feeling like mm, that will That'll be so much fun. Um, I still stayed in that relationship. So I, you know, just kind of ignored that twinge and, you know, went on with trying to make it work. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I think I, I, I distinctly remember, you know, telling you to bail from that relationship. Um, and also found that on the Facebook messages that I was reviewing. Um, but in any case, you, you got out of that. Um, then what happened? 
Yeah, it's funny that I was apprehensive about that relationship from the get-go, but didn't listen to my intuition. Um, after that, I remember giving you a call and just saying, I just broke up with somebody. Could you come and spend some time with me? Um, I didn't know what you would be up for. And you were like, hey, let's go to see a movie. And I remember we are just you know wondering and you know we had something to eat we went to see a movie and i don't remember if we went to the club that very night where it was just the two of us i think it was just the two of us yeah i think it was just the two of us but we started going back again mm -hmm. uh, pretty frequently after that yeah yeah we were we were we were frequent members by that point yeah, in fact, I think yeah. we had membership. Yeah, to the we definitely club. had a membership. We had like a gold membership. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember specifically what that was, but just meant we can pretty much go as much as we could. Yeah, yeah. And so that that was really fun, um, and I think that went on for I don't know about a year. Oh uh, yeah, I I don't, I don't remember the specifics, but yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, I guess that was We're about just a year. Or so hanging out, doing yeah. you know fun swaps. And... and then you said you would never marry me. <laughs> I think that I think that was that was said at one point. No, yeah. You didn't say I would never marry you. He said I would never marry you. <laughs> if I remember that correctly. Um. Well, I just felt. And then did you yell at me for being arrogant after you said that? I don't remember. <laughs> well, we were at the bar, though. So seriously, can take bar conversations. You know, you you were very like harsh with my dreams of just you know moving to foreign countries, joining the circus. You know, and I'm I, even though I'm not a free spirit, I'd like to dream of being able to just do whatever I want whenever I want it. Um, and I'll say these things out loud, and then I'll say, well, that doesn't sound practical. Um, but you were just like taking everything seriously. But what I have learned is if I just blabber a fantasy out loud and I say, oh, I wonder about this, this, and this, that would be so cool. You then also take it seriously and you make that shit happen. So I try. Right? So this is where like you, at that time you had, we had this conversation and you were like, oh my gosh, she's just going to join the circus. She's saying these things out loud. Um, and I think that was like, you know, actionable in your mind and i just you know think these things and then i move on to something else you know like squirrel <laughs> and so um you know i'm used to just like wondering what it would be like if i lived in canada or if i lived somewhere else and yeah well i think pretty much every time you left town for a weekend you decided you wanted to quit medical school and then go to whatever town you'd visited previously oh medical school sucked dude um it wasn't that bad <laughs> It's, let's just call it survivable. Um, you know, so I think that the trips that I took were like highlight and fun things to do. So so eventually, eventually you did marry me just <laughs> by saying you never would. Um, and then uh, we moved to Houston. We couples matched. Yeah, yeah. We and both, we yeah. wanted to stay together no matter what, which was, I think, excellent idea. And then we went out to the clubs in Houston which was a different experience it was still mm -hmm. fun but very different um i don't know i think that 
of the clubs we tried, the original clubs we tried, we went to, probably was my favorite. Um, yeah, I think it was still fun to do stuff, and Houston Club has some pros and cons. Um, you know, they have. Yeah, I don't think they exist anymore. Um, so, at least that particular club in Houston's. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Do you want to talk about? So we after Houston. We took a break. We started trying for our first baby. Right, yeah. And um, so that was, I'm trying to think, 2015. 2015, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we took a break. Um, we stopped several months uh, before we started uh, trying to conceive. You started on the folate. Um, and then I guess we had the baby um, move to Seattle. Um, and then I guess the baby was like, what, two-ish? Mm -hmm. um, and we um, tried the club in Seattle. Um had one encounter and then stopped again um, to have our second baby. Yeah, I think that that it's interesting how having babies kind of affects your priorities. And I didn't really feel like I wanted to engage in lifestyle things. It's like, yeah, yeah I agree. You know, my body kind of is the baby's always attached to me. I, I just didn't feel that level of sexiness. I still carried some of my postpartum weights. I still was sleep deprived and just not, you know, not in that fun mode. And in general, after a second, you know, when she is also 18 months, that's when things kind of returned back for me where I was like, oh, I'm ready to have fun. I mean, the, all then the what happened? There was a big obstacle <laughs> uh, for us to get back into things. Um, COVID, right? Like, oh. So no one was able to do anything. <laughs> That's right. We yeah. forgot. The yeah. pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic. Right. Uh, the, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, especially for us as, you know, doctors. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the pandemic happened. You know, pandemic happened. And because I haven't seen you and we haven't, we were, I just feel like it was even harder because, like, you know, trying to arrange even four days a month where we overlap in our shift work and, you know, not, not needing to sleep at that moment and being awake. That was probably also what fueled the desire to then say, we need to take a little bit of time off for ourselves so that it's dedicated. Um, and I think that's how we started to look at the cruises. Because mm -hmm. with kids, it's easier for us to drop them off, you know, for a week and yeah. do something fun. And then basically we don't get to do anything for a, a extended period of time because we're yeah. so, so busy now. So I feel like with the pandemic, the, the, you know, it was almost the urge that like one club visit is not going to put a dent in the, you know, deficit that we've built in yeah. terms of our own relationship. So I felt like the cruise is just the right way. And we, I remember we booked our first one pretty quickly after looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. And because of, well, mostly because it was getting sold out. Yeah. Yeah. We were worried it was going to sell out until they said they were only going to take vaccinated passengers. Then about a third of the boat <laughs> canceled their reservations. So um, it was still full and lots and lots of people yeah um, fulfilled to about as many people as they would accept with the rules at that time so that was oasis of the seas uh november 2021 mm -hmm. um was really a return um to the lifestyle um and um yeah it was it was a it was a really good time 
do want to talk a little bit about um, just kind of how we are now in terms of what we like and don't like and like what dynamic we have with each other. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so that 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 initial, um, that bliss cruise back in November really um, changed a, a lot of things for us. Um, you know, as being like club people, um, you know, it's a it's a it's a very different mindset um being club club people is like almost like being anonymous you want to get in there um hopefully meet someone you know by the time the club closes you know there's a lot of pressure um oftentimes not a lot of emphasis on getting to know those people very much um and so the the cruising was much different for us uh, because you'll you know you see those people every day oftentimes you'll sit down have an extended dinner with them talk with them a whole bunch um and then we also started doing some um some domination and submission kind of stuff um in our relationship due to the cruise um and one of the things with that was or i guess how that started um was that we went to that the fetish night it was like a fetish theme night on the ship and we went to the fetish theater to kind of see how they did things um, uh, one of the girls uh, i remember one of the girls that in, was in the group that we had made friends with and right, yeah our unicorn that we were uh, very friendly with on the ship. Uh, she had a friend, a couple that were also interested. And, you know, we spent wonderful time with them. And she says, listen, I am getting tied up later on tonight in the fetish playroom. And we're like, oh, wow. Um, and um, she said, would you like to come to see, uh, see me being tied up and so we said well we'll come for moral support and she's like this is my first time and then we entered the fetish room and i have this like oh yeah that was fantastic <laughs> this this picture is my mind so ben is wearing his like tailor-made suit and you know tie and and a white shirt and just looks amazing and you know by then he you know he's been engaging with other women so there are three of us around him and you know there was like this little little like antique couch and I was sitting next to him and the another girl was on the other side and the third girl girl just squatted down and kind of was by his feet and I just looked around and I was like oh so yeah this is kind of obvious now uh so he's the dominant and all three of us are just looking at him with puppy eyes um yeah that was that was surprising and i realized that not only he's dominant but it's like he feeds on his dynamic and is just so happy although i don't know if, you know any guy would be unhappy with yeah I don't, I don't think anyone would be unhappy with you know one beautiful woman on each side and then one beautiful woman at your feet basically yeah so that was an interesting moment so we saw uh, our friend being tied up and it was just very kind of sensual experience we also saw some people being flogged and other things but we kind of realized we're not necessarily impact people but that dynamic and after the cruise we started reading about it that kind of the the dominant submission top bottoming and it kind of became clear that that has been going on pretty much from the first day we met and yeah, it just yeah you one, know one degree or another yeah just kind of put a name to what was already going yeah. on and then also i learned there you know that 
you know, they were doing flogging, but a lot of it, they were doing like very gentle, um, sort of things. And, you know, I'm seeing one of these, I guess, tops, you would call them, um, performing various things on one of the bottoms. And I was like, wow, he's actually being quite kind to this individual. Um, and I thought, well, if that's what it is, then I could definitely do that. Right. Yeah. I think that, that this whole time I was just, you know, thinking that this is about pain. Yeah. And it turns out that it's about pleasuring. Um, I guess so. For some of them, it is about pain, right? But, yeah. But it, it really got rid of the, I guess, the uh, misunderstanding that I had that it was all about just beating the snot out of somebody, which is what, totally what I thought BDSM was about. Yeah. I think we should make a episode just about... Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll cover it. Yeah. Power exchange and just kind of myths around it, because we were definitely, unfortunately... Uh, in that myths territory for years, um, it, you know, myself included. And yeah, so n nowadays we like, yeah, full, full swap, um, same bed, preferably. We really love to like do things together. Um, I am now bi, which is... Oh, yeah, that came about on that cruise as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've always been attracted to women's bodies. And, like, if I watch porn, I will look at a woman, uh, which I think is how a lot of women are. And But I wasn't sure if I could call myself bi because I was like, well, I don't really do anything. I just kind of oogle things, you know? <laughs> and, and so the unicorn we were with, uh, showed me a few things and I was like, this is really cool and I will continue doing that. But you have. <laughs> you, and you've introduced other women to this, uh, yeah. this, uh, this style of play. <laughs> Maybe made some other converts. Yeah, it's very interesting that once you get started and you kind of open like a Pandora's box of pleasure, you just kind of like, oh, there's more in there. I'm, I'm going to keep keep going there there's like more candy in there um so that's where i'm exploring that now and you know i was a little hesitant because i i wasn't sure how you're gonna think about that part of me um so so what are we doing now um are we are we playing every day is there certain environments that we're just that the we're cruise yeah. yeah yeah you know we're we're not active in our area because we both are you know, physicians, and we're just hesitant to run into patients. And, you know, if, if there is a chance to be out of state and be invited to a house party, I think that we would go. But just logistics with small children is kind of hard. So cruise, I think, is just the easiest for us mentally, um, you know, to combine our vacation time with just, you know, lifestyle things. Um, yeah, I think that as our kids get older, we may look into other things like, um, you know, Hedo and mm -hmm. Desire, mm -hmm. and yeah. we, we haven't done any of that. Yeah. And we're kind of curious at this point, for sure. Okay, so I think that was a pretty good first episode. I think the listeners probably know us reasonably well um, after that, so um, I think that's the end. All right. All right and bye, everyone. Bye. We'll see you in the next episode.
Give me, give me what I want, want you all over me. Give me, give me what I want.